Welcome to the School Communication Scoop by School Webmasters, your school's communication partners. I'm Greg Durazio, and today we'll be talking about crisis communications around the coronavirus pandemic. This will be especially helpful for those schools and districts that did not get out in front of communication early. Thank you for joining us, and now, let's get started. In the shadow of the emerging coronavirus pandemic, silence seemed tempting to some school communications leaders. After all, you weren't the Centers for Disease Control. How important could it be for parents to hear from you until a major school-related action was required? Turns out, very important. At School Webmasters, we've seen that districts who use early and consistent communication are faring better with stakeholders than those who took a wait-and-see approach until action was necessary. Crisis is the worst time to stop communicating, especially on the front end. Those who were ahead of the game conveyed preliminary information, established expectations, and laid the groundwork for future critical communication. Those who didn't ramp up early allowed uncertainty and even neighborhood gossip to lead the conversation around their action steps and how they might be implemented. If you drop the ball on early communication, that's okay. But it's time to dig deeper and improve your messaging moving forward. Now that most schools are closed, or likely will be soon, you need to focus on reliable communication to families. You've got to tell your story. And you've got quite a story these days, don't you? So focus on these key fundamentals to drive your messaging home and connect with stakeholders. Convey empathy. Take criticism as opportunity. Pick your pace. Stay ahead. Highlight your heroes. And stay in your lane. First, convey empathy. Your team is working crazy hours, being forced to implement an untested process, and feeling anxious about almost everything. Just remember your families are feeling it too. They're struggling with finances, futures, disruptions, and disappointments. What they need from you, first and foremost, is to know that you get it, that you are aligned with their values and focused on the issues that they care about. So everything you put out should have an air of support, togetherness, and compassion for everyone in your school community. Remember, your families usually want to support you. It doesn't always feel like that, but I promise it's true. Feed their desire to have your back by reasonably sharing what you can and giving them timelines or thresholds for future decisions or actions. Do it all in a way that lets them know that you share their general concerns. Next, take criticism as opportunity. Let's say your district had 36 hours to create a school feeding plan in the wake of closure. In fairness, it might not be perfect, right? Your plan might even seriously inconvenience certain families in major ways, and they might tell you about it. They want to be heard and included, and they aren't wrong. But if you minimize them, you will be. Look, of course it wasn't an ideal situation, and we know your team is doing its best, but there is going to be room for improvement. So don't dig in your heels and push back over minor details in a plan you weren't all that excited about in the first place. Am I right? Even if criticisms aren't delivered in a positive way, take them as an opportunity to do better. Whatever the issues might be, work toward a solution. It might be easier than you think. At the very least, make sure that folks feel like they were heard and that you care about their concerns. Bonus points if you can use a line like, well, you bring up a good point. We thought of that, but we couldn't figure out a way to accomplish it. Do you have any ideas on how we can solve that? Next, pick your pace. Every day, this looks and feels more like a marathon than a sprint. Don't overcommit to a communication schedule, but make sure that you at least have one sketched out in your mind. Will your updates be time-blocked or milestone-based? What communication tools, such as school websites, do you have at your disposal to integrate your messaging? How can you structure this so that families have the proper expectations for when and how you'll be giving out new information? 
At some points, such as initial school closures, you might need a heavier schedule of communications. At others, you might be able to back off. You don't need to carve this in stone, but you should be cognizant of the need for intentionality and a structure and how messaging is dripped out over time. Next, stay ahead. Lead your stakeholders to the next milestones. That's part of what went well for the districts that communicated effectively before crisis struck. They did things like establishing the location of information, such as their designated school web pages. They also reassured families that they were aware of the issue and that planning was underway. Sure, nobody likes a worry word, but when you're in a pinch, it sure is nice to have someone around who is prepared, right? Families appreciated having some early indications about general response posture, collaborative partners, and focus. It built trust. That's going to be true of future developments in this pandemic and any other crisis as well. Even before the enemy is at the gates, aligning your stakeholders is important. So when you start to see shifting winds, determine how you can gently adjust some of your messaging in the right direction before you have to act. That will allow your school or district to more effectively lead everyone where you may have to go. Next, highlight your heroes. It's very possible that you've never seen this level of commitment from your team. These are special times and we are seeing the incredible dedication of school employees. Reward them by showing them the love. At least once a week, your social media pages should be showcasing someone going above and beyond to make this crazy situation work. Our inclination is often to put a group picture of everyone out and say, our team is the best. But what truly connects with your audience is the story of one person. Pick one person with their picture of them in action and give a little bio information and get a quote from them about why they do it. Spoiler alert, it's because they love the kids. But people enjoy that type of storytelling and illustrating the hard work of your team one by one goes much further than a kudos to the masses. Please recognize them starting now. Next, stay in your lane. When there is a criminal matter on school grounds, you let local law enforcement speak to the issue, don't you? Take the same approach on the specific public health issues around this pandemic. You are not a public health expert and should not act like you are one. Don't remind people to wash their hands. Accomplish the same thing by using approved content from the CDC or your local health department. If you hold a press conference, have a representative from the health department present to speak to the health issues. You discuss the school issues. In the same way, coordinate with state and local officials, nonprofit partners, or other agencies to ensure that information is properly sourced and shared. Hopefully, these tips will help you as you continue to tell your story through the pandemic disruptions. You are a leader in your community, and your voice is critical now. No matter what you've experienced over the past week, now is the time to move into the next phase with a spirit of community, confidence, and a commitment to tell your story. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast episode of the School Communication Scoop. We hope you'll check us out again soon for some of our other informative podcasts. This is Greg at School Webmasters wishing you all the best.